Get Into Geek. This is Get Into Movies. We are talking Doctor Strange again. This time it is all spoilers. We did release our non-spoilers chat. Uh, it is on the uh, podcast channel, both SoundCloud and iTunes. If you uh, missed it the other day and you haven't seen the film, that's the one you want to listen to. We are talking full spoilers, all detail, boys. It is the uh, slightly less than full Get Into Movies team. Uh, my name lights. is Mitch. We got Maddie. Yo. And Brendan. Hello. Reese and uh, Lincoln <laughs> were unable to come after seeing the film. We are recording this the night we have seen it. We won't, won't be releasing it for a couple of days, but a little bit of a lighter team. Yeah, for Get Into Movies tonight, talking full spoilers Reece did from the get go. Text me, actually. Oh. He's got a massive <laughs> in his. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> There's <laughs> at least one a podcast. You have to do we it. gotta get it in. It's been a while since we've been here. Yeah. Uh geek movie time. What was the last Suicide Squad? It was. And yeah. we mm. uploaded that like six weeks into its release because oh, yeah. I refused to post it. Like 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 the incredible <laughs> businessman I am, I said, I'm not I'm not putting that together because I want to put it together because you guys yeah. saw that without me and I knew how you guys would feel about it. Yeah. So I didn't want to that to go up on the yeah. channel taunting me to listen to it. Without having seen, and I just yeah. didn't get to see and it. And after for ages. the entire world has stuck the boot in and just torn this movie to shreds, yeah, we could have been one of the first to say, "See, told you." So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just beating that dead horse. Yeah. Just beating that dead horse. Well, let's see what we it can do fun. to this horse. It was fun. No, yeah. it was a great chat. So go back and listen to it. Uh, whether you saw Suicide Squad on opening day or on its final, actually, I think it's still in cinemas somewhere. Yeah, so. I mean, even if you haven't seen it, listen to the podcast and. Pfft. You yeah. don't want to we'll, go see it anyway. We'll save you the ticket price. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Save you the $21. Well, it's a good place to start. I mean, people who are listening to this, they have already seen the film, but in case they haven't because they don't care about spoilers, is this worth the ticket price? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's def- It's fun. It's really good fun. Or well, I thought it was. I mean, it's like I said, it's probably not um, in our non-spoilers. It's probably not the best storyline of all time but it's just fun it's good movie making mm. um different angles and just practical effects that they did it was fun it was good fun I'd definitely go and watch it again yeah I, I wouldn't say it'd be like you know in the top echelon of the best mcu films no i feel it'd sit somewhere around like a like a captain america one mm. it's it's a really yeah. solid solid base um and i think unless you're a really hardcore doctor strange fan it's not like something you're going to sit there and rewatch three or four times in mm. a row. Like a lot of it, like Link in particular has done with Deadpool. He can just yeah. sit there and have it on loop. I don't think it's that kind of film unless you're, yeah, like, you know, dropping, me, dropping acid a... or something like that. Then you'll, yeah, you'll just have it on loop. There's a lot more cooler things in this than I thought in in Cap 1. Oh, yeah. They had the time, obviously, to expand the universe a little bit. And there's definitely, you know, those classic sort of humor moments and, and that sort of thing in, in this film. But in terms of... Like I was saying in our, in our spoiler-free chat, for me, a, a large portion of, of how I sort of classify films is rewatchability. Mm. So it's, I'd be interesting so to see... So what about Interstellar? You didn't like that? No. Because I, I loved that movie, but I don't think I can watch it again. Mm. No, Magic Book. Yeah, it's, 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 it's funny the movies like that, aren't they? Slog, yeah. It's a movie I did not want to end because it was amazing. Yeah. But I, I can't put myself through watching it twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for a while, anyway. Yeah. Nah, magic bookcases just don't do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, um, with this film, actually, I was lucky enough to see it um, even earlier than our preview screening tonight yeah, on, you've on the eve of like release. you like two, two and a bit times, haven't you? Yeah, uh, yeah, no, just definitely two. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, just definitely two. Thankfully, uh, I mean, I watched a lot of trailers, so maybe you can piece that together. Sure, but <laughs> no, um, I was lucky enough to see it, and I, I, I liked it. As I said, the non-spoilers chat, I liked it, but I felt like there was. Just something was missing, and I didn't get the the full enjoyment out of it that I really wanted to. And knowing that I was going to come back uh, tonight to see it with you boys, 
and my wife was unable to make either screening. She was working, and she really wants to see this, which is exciting for me when oh, she... Oh, is she a cumber bitch? She's sitting... Yeah, well, not really, but we went to a hey, film... who of, isn't a cumber bitch? Well, yeah, <laughs> really? you're right, yeah. yeah. If on, you're not, come awesome. on, get on the train. He's amazing. He can yeah. do anything. But um, we're... We all we know went, my feelings about Chris Evans are not changing. Them. Yeah, no. Well, we don't need to edit out other stuff that you yeah. want to say about him later. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but haven't you seen the good um, Sherlock Holmes? Mm. I don't watch any Sherlock Holmes. Oh mate, you got to watch. You got to watch the well, Cumberbatch one. It's yeah. it's actually a mate. Like I've it's only seen the first good. two seasons, but it's incredible. The first episode, what a hook! What a pilot! Come on, give it a shot. Hey, Cumberbatch, on. don't be like that. Do Doctor Strange a fan? What? Do Doctor, do Strange, Doctor Strange a favor? I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> what? Become a fan. Do him a favor. I don't know. Whatever I was going to say, but uh, she couldn't make either screening, so I knew that I was at least watching this three times in the. Th- and it was going to probably be within a short period of time because I want to see. She'll want to see it soon after it comes out. And after watching it the first time, I thought, God, do I really want to watch this three times in the space of two, even three weeks? I, That's I, hard. I just, I can't. Yeah, I just don't know. And then after watching it tonight, or not even after, during, I'm like, I can't wait to come back and watch this again. Just okay. like. I, and I know, yeah, I, I, I've said that even off mic to you boys. Like, I was a bit... You, you guys like, hey, it was good, but blah, blah, blah. I was definitely uh, like that after uh, number one. Number two, for whatever reason, I, I can't put my finger on it. I enjoyed it so much more. But what did you pick up better the second time? I honestly don't know that I picked up anything. And that was my main problem with my first uh, run with it, was that I just felt... And you mentioned before, Maddie, about hardcore Doctor Strange fans. I kind of want to know what they... F- how they find it because mm. it might just be completely exciting that a character like Doctor Strange which surely was never going to get made back in the day when they were only making Superman and Batman films and even when they started like Spider-Man and X-Men Doctor Strange no one knows him at least some people know X-Men everyone knows Spider-Man they're never going to make a Doctor Strange film because weren't they going to make it in the 90s at one point yeah at one point when they were sort of just like you know they made a Captain America movie back in the 90s but no one saw it they made a Fantastic Four movie that you can only watch on YouTube it never even got any type of release because it was awful but in the modern day, even it was like, we've got to punch out quite clearly 14 MCU movies before we give Doctor Strange a crack. So I don't know whether they're just excited. Even that Ant-Man it... made it before. Exactly. That <laughs> <laughs> like, finally it's here. We've had three Spider-Mans before we've had Doctor <laughs> yeah. Strange. Yeah. Oh, I might be wrong, but I, I think this might be the only MCU film that runs less than two hours. It run, It's like 115 okay. minutes long. And I just felt like maybe they could have had an extra, even five minutes of explaining stuff to us like a dumb audience I don't yeah. care because pit, like I don't I normally don't like that where they go oh it's a struggle for him to get his powers but it was almost too quick he mm. picked yeah. it up too quick and I'm yeah. like oh. yeah I feel like I was missing those beats like when I watch a Captain America film I feel like I can put myself in mm. yeah um, in Steve his Rogers shoes, shoes. Yeah. I put myself in or in his pants in your case because you love Chris <laughs> Evans <Yeah. laughs> Um, or even Tony Stark, I can put myself in his position and, and understand the the moral quandary or, yeah. or their, their thinking. You behind don't have things. to understand every single thing that he does, but you're like, oh, that'd be cool. But you can mm. you can yeah. follow their train of thought premise, and, yeah. and understand why thought A leads to action, B leads to consequence, yeah. C. But in this, I feel like, and while I don't know a lot about Doctor Strange, I've seen him in a couple of episodes of like an old Spider-Man cartoon, and I did watch that animated film um, back from about 2007, which mm, is yeah. um, which on Netflix, which yeah, I recommend yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone go check out. Um, I think this film, like we said, hopefully for the hardcore Doctor Strange fans, was very true in the in his origin in terms of the car crash and his hands and yeah. and all that sort of stuff. I just feel like the beat I was missing towards the start was a little more of the search, trying to find an answer to to, to fix his hands, 
and the beat yeah. that he literally like he's a you know not a Tony Stark level millionaire, but he's got a decent amount of money, and he he uses all his money trying to fund these procedures to try and get his hands back. Yeah, and as a last ditch effort, sort of you know puts all his money into this into this last sort of trip. Yeah, I kind of. I kind of missed that that beat. I skipped over it a bit. Yeah, just a little bit, a little bit in there. Yeah. Well, you asked me, Brandon, what I picked up the second time around. I think even just seeing him go in for that second operation, because they, they we find out later he's had seven or something like mm, that. Yeah. But watching that second, I'm like, oh yeah, well that operation would probably cost lots of money. And I thought, is I didn't pick up on that the first time, thinking, oh well, this is where he's losing all of his money is operation after operation, but. Is that? But I would have liked, yeah. Even again, like a dumb audience, just see a quick sort of montage of him getting wheeled into different, or you know, coming out, yeah. getting scans, going. Deals, no, I want to do this now. Seeing or, him selling off stuff. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. And even when he goes to um, Kathmandu and and asking different people, searching, and I want to know how long he'd been there for because yeah. his clothes yeah. look so raggedy. And I'm like, hang on, if you've just gotten off a plane hours ago or even a day ago, you look like you've been homeless for a month. And I just didn't pick up on that on that and sense that's what, of time when he came back to get heart surgery or whatever. Yes. Yeah. He's going, you've been gone for all this time. I'm like, how, how long? long? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, like, is how long has he been line? training? Like, like yeah. a couple of weeks or a, we- yeah, a, a, year. a year. And see, that's where I almost wanted this movie to come. Even though they explained that the Avengers protect the Earth from physical threats, they protect it from different realms and out- interdimensional um, threats. It's still, fine. It's great. The thing that annoyed me about that, too, was that they've got, he goes through space and time and every single kind of concept that you can think of. Mm. And yet he comes back and he's still like, yeah, but we want to protect Earth. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's like the smallest speck in the tiniest galaxy of the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is that so important? Yeah, well, I definitely want to touch on that and later. New Wong, York. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Well, they protect the Southern Hemisphere because the three yeah. sanctuaries are what? Uh, New York, Hong Kong, and London. Yeah. <laughs> so protect the, the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, the most. The Which Southern somehow hemisphere. protects the Southern yeah. Hemisphere mm-hmm. along. Like, yeah. I'm not saying put it in Sydney, one of them, but that would have made more sense because yeah. then you would have had this hey, awesome time. Antarctica's triangle. free. Exactly right. <laughs> and there's a Stargate down there. We've yeah. seen that in SG1. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to... And it's not just because I didn't get my prediction or anything, but I, I thought it would have been a cool little twist to find out that come the end of the film, you find out that he's been training for eight years because he yeah. does have that bit with the ancient one where she says... Really? Well, no, just let's hear me out. Like she goes, how do, he goes, oh, how do I become you? And she goes, well, how did you become a great surgeon? He goes, years and of study and practice. And she goes, yeah. yeah. And it would have just been in a way cool to you watch the start of this like film. His beard grew grew a bit. Yeah, like, the, but that was it, you know. Like you, um, you see it at the start. And you just assume, well, it's it's 2016. I'm watching 2016. But to then find out at the end of the film, or or come the end of the film when he is a little bit more powerful even though he's still developing because he can't quite be as powerful as the ancient one yet, even though he's only been training for X amount of time, that while all the Avengers stuff has been going on with stuff that he could be helping out with, that's when he's been training. I totally missed that. Yeah. No, it, no, that's no, not what happened. Oh. But that's kind, Sorry, but that's where I kind of... Because the more origin stories that happen in the MCU, people start asking, well, where's he been the whole time? Where's she been the whole time? And that's yeah. not always a fair question, but when a guy as powerful as Doctor Strange... It comes along, you kind of want to know, well, what has your people mm. been doing, if not you? And then Wong explains it by saying, well, we just protect it from threats outside of our realm and Earth is really, really important. So I do I do want to touch on that. Um, but yeah, I do, I do find that, you know, I know you didn't like the comparison in non-spoilers, but I felt it was very Batman Begins-ish at the start. Like, you know, something happens, this guy goes on this quest, and it wasn't just because he yeah, went to sort of an I eastern country or anything, too, yeah. but um, it did have a lot of similarities like that. But in 
come Batman a third of the way through and, and, and Bruce Wayne and Alfred having this conversation, he's like, you've been gone seven years. And you kind of get how because he went he went and just started becoming a bit of a hermit. He started becoming a criminal because he wanted to understand how a criminal thinks. So you understand yeah. that probably happened for a little while, and then he was in jail for just a little throw while. Throw a number at me, and then he's yeah, it gives just, you just gives that extra bit of yeah. life, a bit yeah. of body. Rachel to the story. McAdams sees him going. Where have you? You've been gone two years. Yeah. Like that would have been fine. Just yeah. this one little line of dialogue. Again, that might be a, a dumb piece of dialogue for us, dumb I audience. Think, I don't think but, so. I just think it it it, it gets away problems. It gives like this. us context and helps us understand his commitment to what yeah. he's doing. It's like if he's only been training for you know a couple of months, mm. and then suddenly you know towards the end of the film, one of the sanctuaries almost falls, and and the ancient one's like, oh, okay, well you're the new master, and it's like, yeah. well, has he been training long yeah. enough to be a master? Because yeah, ten minutes ago in the film, he couldn't conjure anything. So <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's the point. They skipped a whole lot of shit. Like he goes. Mm. At one point, he's like, "Oh, I have a photographic memory," yep. and you're like, "Okay, well, I can't relate to that." But anyway, yeah. and mm. then the and then he goes, "Oh, and then, and then next minute he can friggin' do all this powerful shit." Yeah, that even he's... Mordo says, yeah. "How did you do that?" Yeah. You, you're you're and they're like, "Oh, you were meant for this stuff," and like that was how they explained it. Um, it's not like it was even a prophecy like the Matrix, where you're kind of expecting it to come through. That's exactly. You know? oh, it was mm. to me. It was Batman Begins into the Matrix because yeah. Neo wasn't training for that long in the Matrix. No, but because he was the one, like he had some kind of untapped power within him. Yeah. Or you get something like Harry Potter, where he's got an ability that just needs to be unleashed. Where, from what we get out of this film, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I've seen it twice now, and I'm probably still wrong, and you boys hopefully can correct me. Can anybody just show up and show commitment and they go, yeah, come in and we'll teach you about the dark arts and whatnot. Oh, if you don't want to stick around, sure, you can be selfish and go back to your own lives and know how to use magic. I but feel you, like that's where, where they were yeah, at. It's not like someone's of... got an ability that they, they identify like the Jedi. It's not like, oh, yeah. you've got force powers and come and we'll teach you how to use it. Yeah. Anybody can get these powers. Yeah, Anyone now having can said get that, obviously their, we... their free Wi-Fi too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and obviously, you know, we don't know a lot about, you know, the Stephen Strange lore. Um, but yeah, like Benjamin Bratt's character, who is kind of a really key component um, in the film, it's it's like, well, I don't know if he ends up being someone important later down the track or not. But yeah, he kind of just is able to just manipulate magic in, in his everyday life mm. to be able to walk. So yeah, it does kind of feel like if you... Yeah, that'd take a lot of concentration mm. to yeah. keep, keep thinking about that. Yeah, and then do that trek to Kathmandu only to find out that there's actually a door in New York that you could have just gone <laughs> in the first place. That's got yeah. a sting. That's, yeah. that's yeah. really got Spent a sting. Spent five grand on the flights. Can I talk about the things that I really, really liked about the film? Of course. Uh, yes, <laughs> you may. <laughs> that's what Disney are hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the things that I thought were really, really nice touches was, and again, this is comparing it to the, the 2007 animated film, uh, when the the bad guys and a few others they're they're taught to sort of conjure weapons, especially yeah. for what was the bad guy's name? Mad Mad Mickelson's Facilius. Him and all his his zealots, the way they conjure weapons, they didn't just conjure them into a physical weapon. It wasn't just I'm going to conjure a sword and I have a sword in my hand. It's the way they were kind of those those wispy blades made out of energy. Yeah, I found really refreshing. Because yeah, that was good. It was something just something a little bit different that I've not seen before. I would have liked them to be kind of different so they had their own personality to it because mm. they're all. His people all had that. Yeah, they were all kind of like Batleth type yeah. things or, or something like that, which I found interesting. But it's, it's something that I hadn't seen before and I think created a nicer element than just watching a couple of guys clang a couple of metal swords together, yeah, which definitely. I thought was nice. Um, and then something I alluded to in our... Did I allude to it in our, yeah. in our, in our non-spoilers? Probably my favourite element of the film, which I think is sort of 
you know, what put me up from a three to a three and a half was the astral plane battle um, between Doctor Strange and one of the uh, lieutenants uh, while he was sort of in the yeah in the hospital. Scott Adkins, his... actually, that was the martial oh, was art. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the ghost ah. one, the mm. ghost fight. Yeah. yeah, the astral plane fight in the well while um, your mate Rachel McAdams was uh, yeah. was working. Oh, we got to get to her. <laughs> Finally, she's got a crack in a in a superhero film. And no love scene. What was the deal? <laughs> you have no heart. But Go watch the Notebook, mate. It's yeah. worth it just oh, for that. I've seen it, mate. Oh come on! Why we can't? I can't even get through the mo- Notebook, even for um, James Marsden. Like I can't even get. What through do you it mean, for him, even like... for James Marsden? Oh, he's Cyclops, so he's awesome. Uh, sure, but I, I guess. Can't... I can't. No, I can't get through that. <laughs> um, but that actual scene—that's what I wanted in X Men Apocalypse. When Apocalypse and Professor Xavier were having them, oh, yeah. were having their mental battle, yeah, it that basically what I saw in Doctor Strange reminds me of what I've seen in the original X Men cartoon from the nineties, as well as the the reimagined ones, um, uh, Wolverine and the X Men from two thousand and eleven, and also um, X Men Evolution from two thousand and one. It's that astral plane battle. The only thing that was missing was them actually, like yeah, like summoning weapons on the astral plane that were kind of you know substitutes and 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 physical representations of what's going on in these people's minds. That's what I wanted to see in X-Men Apocalypse. Mm, yeah. And I got it in this film. And that actually really excited me. I was kind of really on board with... I was kind of sceptical leading up to this point. I was kind of like, oh, do I care about this guy? What am I going on? And as soon as I saw that, I was on board purely because of its connection to, in my mind, X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Do you think like, you got Brian Singer, he's sitting down to watch Doctor Strange and he gets that oh. scene and he just sort of goes... That's cool. Oh, shit. Why didn't I do that? Like, oh, God. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> he would have been saying the same thing about the Deadpool movie too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Although for his, he didn't direct the Origins. Well, that's true. But even but, so, yeah, it was still... I mean, Deadpool came out first. And he's like, that's yeah. right. We got Apocalypse. It's like, yeah, you've got Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch Deadpool again. <laughs> I know you brought up Lincoln, like he re-watching Deadpool. Just a little, little joke on him, even though he's not here. His Blu-ray player is broken with Deadpool the disc inside oh, it no. and he's like what do I, other than ripping it apart what do I do <laughs> <laughs> like you're kind of stuck man I mean I can give you my PlayStation if you want a Blu-ray player to borrow but I mean you can't get the disc out so yeah, suck get shit get a screwdriver <laughs> get going I dug the cape yeah or is that what you call it the I cape guess. of uh, levitation was the, was the cape or the cloak oh, a cloak, cloak of levitation yeah, sorry yeah do you know what it reminded me of the magic rug from Aladdin. Exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Absolutely. It was that similar character. I think they should have played on it a bit more. He didn't really appreciate the damn thing. Yeah. He was just like, oh, yeah, that's here. I kind of wanted like, to Dude, it's got a little... life of its own or yeah, something. Yeah, like, how right? are you okay with that? It's not Again, your that, power. That's the time span thing. If we knew that you'd been away for two or three years training, I'd be okay with mm. you being okay with that. Yeah. You're literally watching a piece of clothing yeah. beat someone up for you. Yeah. Be amazed. A piece of clothing then... he met five minutes ago <laughs> yeah. that for some reason has chosen him. We don't yeah. know why. <laughs> every sorcerer in the world, he's that's, like, that, well, that's that guy. The thing, right? That if, useless guy. Going back to the whole prophecy thing, it could have been, they could have been like, what? So you're the cloak bearer? Yeah. yeah. You know, Something. Anything well, like that. Initially, and you I thought it was because... Credibility. And it was kind of one of those, you know, circumstance of convenience things, which was the one, one of the things I didn't like about the film was everything was kind of a perfect storm of timing that mm. he just happened to... Again, what we talked before about um, motivation, just out of nowhere, he decides to go and read this book and... And then pick up the Eye of Agamotto. 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 Yeah. Something like that. Um, which is, you know, which clearly is the most important relic they have. In the, mm. Which turned out to be an Infinity Stone. Right? Yeah. Which oh, I knew that going in. Did you guys know that going in? I didn't really think about it. Oh, no, okay. me neither. 
I wish Lincoln was here because we've actually we've actually got this thing we've been sending back and forth to each other that actually tells you. Well, in the movie, he goes, "Oh, oh yeah." Brennan like, and I several yeah. times. Just, yeah. yeah. Just well, we actually we've... when the cloak of levitation flew down and oh, saved him, man, let him pick up. Awesome. It was bang, 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 bang on their arms. Yeah. I'm like, we. I've, I mean, no, dude, right. I've seen it before. I know. Well, no, and I'm still getting hurt. You punched the goosebumps out of me. Like. <laughs> we've been sending this thing back and forth, and basically, it's been around since I think Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's kind of given away well the theory of where all the um, Infinity Stones. Are. Ah, yeah, and um, it guessed this one right. So there's only one left. There's only one Infinity Stone left, that, which is the soul. So can we go through them? Do you know how many? Are well, there? Four, six. Or five, six. six. Um, yeah, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Okay. But um, but yeah. So what I was saying I about <laughs> about okay. the sort of convenience of circumstances. He's you know he's picked up their most treasured relic. And he's put it on, and then sort of the attacks happened. Yeah. But at no point when any of his allies, mm. sort of, at no point do they say, "Why are you wearing yeah, that? Yeah, what yeah. are you doing? You take that the off." The audacity! How yeah. dare you? You know. Yeah. And wear I could, that. I could get past Wong not doing it or Mordo, but when the ancient one walks in, and and even though she was like sort of treating him like he was some type of prophecy type yeah. character, even she didn't go, "What you doing?" Mm. Yeah. You know? And the threat That's my seemed, shit. the <laughs> threat seemed to have passed for the moment. Like mm. you know, everyone was, and it's like, well. He's technically the the least powerful of these of these four masters in the room. Yeah. Why is he wearing it? But yeah. they kind of just let that let that slide. It's almost like, oh, I've never been able to get it to work. And I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. It'll be embarrassing. So there was a few little things like that, and then obviously, um, I've just had a complete mental blank. My favorite bit was the time travel and the time lapsing that they did with the apple. Yeah. And then the loop. Yeah. The main. That was fun. That was villain. really interesting. I was like, yeah, that was fun. That was. Mm. I'm like, oh, yes, I love a good Groundhog Day story. Yeah, and that was really fun for me, having seen it. And I was waiting for that first time that he would reappear. Because I heard everyone laugh. When he gets destroyed by Dormammu the first time, he's yeah. incinerated. And everyone in the, in the audience, and Lincoln's right next to me, <laughs> yeah, what the everyone's fuck? laughing. And everyone's like, yeah. he just died. What? Hang on, what? <laughs> yeah. And then it slowly starts to reverse and stuff. And just hearing everyone's reaction. And then the second and the third, and everyone starts to see it as... As much of a joke as what Doctor Strange did by that time, which yeah. was really cool. But yeah, that that actually is another point, Maddie. What you were just saying about my comparison to the Matrix, like even though he wasn't a prophesized the one sort of character, he didn't hold any great power. At least as far as this entire movie told us, he doesn't. Mm. He's just he an, an irregular Joe that had great mind capacity. I always mm. wonder about that. Like, why is he the guy? But then you realize, well, the movie's name, Dr. Strange. Yeah, exactly. So, right. yeah. That's why we're following the guy. It's right? like we were kind of following Mordo. It's like, oh yeah. man, we're so close to the guy in all the action, damn it. <laughs> yeah. But like he's brought into this group of people that know more about the world and what really is going on than anyone else. He makes more progress than what they would expect, um, far more than anyone else has at the same level or you know, in the same yeah. amount of time. And then they just go on seemingly another mission and then that's the beginning of the rest of the film. Like, you think about The Matrix, mm. halfway through, they went to go see the Oracle or whatever, and that was the beginning of the end of the film. Yeah. It just it was like one action scene after another, and he had to really learn on the fly. And Doctor Strange obviously knew some cool shit, but when he first encounters Cassilius and his two offsiders, his weapon is to, like, have essentially, like, a, a series of, like, string between his fingers of, of electricity. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And that was a cool weapon. He was fighting off swords and shit. But he, like, oh, it, he has no idea what he, he's doing. He kept going back to that. And I yeah. thought, yeah. Cassilius at once, it's, like, he was just, he just kept creating me of, different um, weapons. that little girl from the Electra film when she had that little, little, um... Necklace that she would whip around. Oh yeah, yeah. vaguely remember that film. You, 
pay out on us for liking the Dark Knight, and then you talk. You <laughs> I didn't say it was good. No, it you reference Electra. Like, yeah, come on, man. Shame <laughs> on you. <laughs> but yeah, there there are a few little unanswered things like that that I found a little bit odd in terms of um the Vasilius Casilius Casilius um attacks the New York sanctuary. sanctuary? Of course, sanctum sanctorum. Sanctum, yeah. Um, gets sort of you know his ass handed to him. Attacks a second time, you know, they take him into the into the mirror realm and whatever it is and all that sort of stuff. And then sort of, you know, and obviously there's the big battle between he and, and the Ancient One. Um, and obviously this is the spoilers chat. So, you know, he, he kills the Ancient One as kind of almost like his diversion to sort of get back out of it. Mm. And then just decides, oh, well, while they're in the hospital trying to save the Ancient One, I'm not going to go back to the New York Sanctum yeah. and take it over. I'm going to go to the Hong Kong one instead where there's a bunch of other guys waiting for me. So yeah. Like, well, why didn't he just go back, knowing that he just killed the ancient one, and that was going to take an effect on, um, on the other masters? It's like, well, why not just then go back to this already weakened, yeah. sanctum and because presumably take care of it. he didn't need to destroy all three; he just needed to destroy two of them because he didn't destroy the New York one. They said, Doctor uh, yeah. Strange yeah, says to Mordo, right. he goes, he's destroyed London, he's attacked New York twice. You know where he's going next. I'm like, well, if he was smart, he would have went back to the now defenseless, half destroyed one, saved himself the trouble of blowing up Hong Kong, and he would have been doing it now when you're on the operating table. You yeah. know, like yeah, just and obviously would have left the most important hemisphere open to attack. Right? <laughs> yeah. and, and but you know, then you don't get the the Hong Kong dollars this, this, this yeah. movie markets itself to when the end of the film is the set Hong in Hong Dong. Kong you know so, so. It, so it did go a little bit Transformers Age of Extinction at the end there yeah unfortunately saying. but yeah. thankfully didn't go Age of Extinction at the same time that's Speaking what I was of. worried about another MacGuffin here we go but then he mm. just flew right into it and it and kind of yeah, flipped it. Yeah, was, it was a little bit of, you know, power beam in the sky destroying everything. Yeah. But yeah, they did, I think, change it up enough. Yeah. Having said that, you know, the only incarnations of Dormammu I've ever seen is more like a Ghost Rider look, you know, mm. a guy with his head on fire. Not so much this big sort of galactic being. So Wave. I'm not sure how, how, in- how sort of accurate that was. Saying that, I kept thinking they were saying, your mama. Your mama. Uh, Your mama, I'm here at a bargain. (laughs) You know, I actually read this morning that Benedict Cumberbatch is Dormammu. Ah. He did. He did. It, I, ah. I, nowhere have I seen him credited, and I guess that's part of the them trying to keep the spoilers down uh, mm. online. But it was just as part of the the uh, the trivia on IMDb and in the spoiler section, saying that he suggested it to Scott Derrickson, the director. He goes, "Oh, I think I should play," and it didn't ever say he plays him. It's just he suggested that he did. I'm like, "Well, what was the payoff?" But I guess the payoff mm. was that he did actually do it. So I was Two listening paychecks, to that. Mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I thought, "Oh, that's kind because he was um he was of course Smaug in um, that's I was just right. about to say, yeah. I know what, what else was he? I know in, what yeah. Honest Trails are going to do now. Yeah. They're, they're going to rename it yeah. Doctor Strange: The Desolation of Dormammu. Is yeah, yeah. What it's going to be. <laughs> oh, the, that's written it for you guys. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Send us on some of that cash. But um, I I, I did kind of like the way that they did it because you think about Galactus in the second Fantastic Four film. Galactus was mm. a giant cloud. Now, in the comics, Galactus yeah. is a giant entity, yeah. as teased in Guardians of the Galaxy. Giant celestial beings. Like, that was a skull mm. that they were flying around at the end of the second act. So Parallax as well, was it? In, Parallax um, and Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Um, you know, giant Different beings. universe. Different universe, sure. But again, they turned this giant being, which... I kind of understand their thinking. It's like, well, that's going to be stupid. Let's turn it into mm. something a little bit less like a human. But they've come around now to finding a better way to do it. So rather than, again, Dormammu just being a giant humanoid with a flaming head, like he very much is in the comics, or at least at one point, 
let's turn him into a giant face, but he was like constantly rippling with, and he was... Mm, and there's molecules around him, yeah. giant molecules. So it's and, like a nice little mm. halfway point of like, well, well, you can see that this is kind of from where he was in the comics too. And it almost had a touch of uh, when Ant-Man sort of goes sub-molecular and yeah. gets to that yeah, sort of next, that next level. Oh yeah, there was a lot yeah. of that. Kind of remind the first time that the that Ancient One well. sent him into that yeah. trippy yeah. thing. That it was, was like, the best like, for me, like the best the uh, CGI. Yeah. And it was like, wow. Like I, I fell mm. into that. Mm. Like yeah, really... that's why I'm really interested to see it in in non 3D, just yeah. because you know the 3D does affect my glasses. So I'm really interested to be able to see that yeah. and appreciate it um, for what it is. Mm. Yeah, I just I was in love with that, and then slam back to reality. I'm like, so did he actually go there, or was it in his mind, mm. or mm. yeah? It's how did he breathe? It was a great. Well, tra- tra- that's tra- what I thought could be a the thing end when he kind of you know came back and landed on the chair and on the floor. It's yeah. like, well, you don't know. Did he land on the chair, then the floor, or was he always in the chair? Yeah. It, was, it yeah. was really interesting. See, that's what I'd, I wish that they would spend another five minutes explaining to us, because Holding only halfway through though. the film was ain't the Ancient One, you know, Doctor Strange says he can manipulate space and matter at will, and she's like, what, outside of the mirror realm? What? He can do that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, he's been doing it. And I'm like, oh, hang on, so you guys can't do... like. Mm. I, I didn't know that that was impossible. And so it's like all that mirror. I get that that's not affecting anyone outside of the mirror dimensional yeah. realm or whatever. But that's sort of what took it away from me a little bit was that it, it, it's almost like there were no, other than our main characters dying, through a lot of this film, there were no stakes until the end of the film where the, the earth is being sucked up into yeah. The, yeah. the dark dimension. Yeah, like, it's like it, they, they did a good job to to set up certain rules in terms of, I feel like, you know, the, the was it the slip ring or sling ring or whatever yeah. it was, you know, needing that to be able to transport or get back from the mirror world Which I and that thought sort was of a stuff. Shitty design. I don't know if it's from the comics, but I'm just like Ugh, I find the action was, was shittier than the than the Yeah, and it was really ring. slow. Like I'm hoping in Avengers or Ragnarok or whatever he's in next, he just goes whip whip like mm. two circles and there's one there. And yeah, because you did see Dr- and he's winding like an old style telephone. Yeah, yeah. and during the training scene, you did see some of the other trainees sort of doing it with a closed fist and, and different yeah. sort of, you know, um, layouts and that sort of stuff. Or but, a nub. But yeah, so I feel like that was, <laughs> those sort of rules were set up very early, which made it easy to follow. But yeah, yeah, like you were saying, Mitch, that stuff, the other, you know, manipulating elements, it was like, it was like, oh, we can't do that outside of the mirror universe. And it got yeah. a little bit murky there in a, in a few certain areas. And it's like, well... If the big reveal is that, you know, the Ancient One is sort of tapping into Dormammu's power, or what mm. is it, the Dark... The Dark Dimension. The Dark or Dimension yeah. or whatever. If she is tapping into that power, I feel like they should have known that, given what she can do. Yeah. yeah. If she's been around for so long and they've been her, you know, mm. um, her underlings, yeah. I feel like they they didn't need Doctor Strange to figure that out for themselves. That brings me to my next thing, and I think we'd probably wrap it up with, with the chat about the villain, because the MCU is always attacked as good as anything in these movies can be and as much as everyone loves them the villains are always attacked now there's two villains we can talk about Dormammu's out of the question now because Dormammu's mm. a different thing but let's first focus on the villain of the film Cassilius. where does he rank in the I don't know let's say Loki uh, down through to whoever I the like worst one the, might be uh, actor what's his name Mads, Mads Nicholson, Mads Nicholson. I, feel I like, like him but kind I, of a, it was boring for mm. me as he's like a Ronin or a dark elf level kind yeah. of you know doom and gloom ooh I'm gonna destroy everything but he's yeah. defeated pretty you know. yeah I think and then, yeah at the end he's like hey buddy enjoy that it's shit and yeah. you're like oh, so he you know he mm. got suckered in basically he's just an idiot mm. so who cares yeah, yeah. like he I you know, he thought he was doing the right thing, but he's coming from a very traumatized place and whatnot. But I, I, yeah, I'm the same. Like, I love the actor, and I think that's what probably puts him above 
Dark Elf. And Dark Elf sucked too because he spoke a lot of his dialogue in Elvish, you know, so mm. it was sort of like any oomph we're getting from your dialogue is wasted in a Which different dialogue. That? Thor too, yeah. exactly. Malekith, he, uh. you know, he's covered in makeup I and he spoke like in, a, in an alien movie, language. because of all the things that I he actually, was going through. I really but... like Dark World, but I yeah. think, they, yeah, the, the villain, unfortunately, is what, what let them down. And then, yeah, Ronan... Mm. Too because he always spoke like this about everything. I'm like, dude, calm yeah. it down. He hey, wasn't only quite... James Earl Jones can do that. Exactly <laughs> right. So I, I think he's definitely above those two. And, he, and but maybe I need to watch it with, you know, uh, putting some other actor's face out there because I do love Mads Mikkelsen. You know, whether he's playing Le Chief in Casino Royale or I yeah. mean, got any number of villains. He, he plays a villain so yeah, well. He does, you know, he does give good villains. So he was he was great in this. But I feel the, like we we could have seen a little more of his backstory rather than just hear the stories. Yeah, I maybe would have liked to have seen a little bit of it, mm. um, which might have helped. Well, there, there are prelude comics that come out. They're, they're official times. They, they're technically official canon. I'm sure that the movies can retcon them when they want to, but they haven't so far in any of the ones that I've read. There is a Doctor Strange prequel out, and I always find that a prequel comic interesting when you get an origin story, because the origin story is the origin of the character. You're not going to find out that Doctor Strange learnt magic powers and then forgot about them, and then the movie starts. So maybe it is about Cassilius and, and him learning of the Dark Dimension and, and mm. the Ancient Ones essentially betrayal. So I'll have to pick that up. I might do a review on, on getintogeek.com but the other villain I do want to touch on who will become the villain especially if you know the comics and stuff is Mordo aka Baron Mordo as he is to become now what I liked about him and I've compared this movie to Batman Begins Into the Matrix and I was kind of worried on the outset knowing that Baron or Mordo was going to be a friend in this film and then probably towards the end become a bad guy at least in the next film is that that side of it was going to be very Green Lantern because you had Mark Strong Sinestro friend of Green Lantern through the whole mm. movie and then all of a sudden at the end of the credits he just he finds the yellow power of ring yeah. or a yellow ring of power and it's like and now I choose to be bad I am yeah. Sinestro because like, plot yeah exactly and I'm <laughs> yeah. like really whereas I I think Mordo is becoming a Magneto-type bad guy in the sense that he truly, like, he left the, the the goodies, he left the good side because he didn't believe in what they did. He goes, you, you're, you're betraying everything yeah. you've ever taught me. You're betraying yourselves and your teachings. I can't be around you guys anymore. I need to go off my own thing. And so now he's, he's become twisted by essentially that betrayal that he's going to go out in his own quest. He still feels like he's the good guy. He's yeah, not, he's him, not he's bad. He's doing the right thing. He's yeah. doing... The, the pure work of, yeah. you know, the, you know, the, the main group of masters have lost their way. Mm. He's upholding the, the pure ethics of, of what he believes and what he thinks is, you know, mm. is the right thing to do. Yeah, so it makes everyone some, into cripples. That's nice. <laughs> well, that sucks. Stuff. Thanks a lot, mate. But <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah, he could, he could very quickly be like a Loki level MCU villain in yeah. that. And a great actor that, too. Like, the, I mean, the entire cast of this boss. film was amazing, you know, and sure to, yeah, he, he's great. And I, yeah, I just th that last scene. I know you had a bit of a you. You almost wish that it wasn't around, Brent, just yeah, the way that they did it. But I, I liked that it was just further proof, at least in his dialogue, him explaining it to the audience that yeah, he, that's the best type of bad guy. He's the bad guy that thinks they're the good guy. So you talk yeah. about yeah. that's where I think like Lex Luthor. Yeah, type deal. C C God, Cassilius. Now I'm forgetting his name. Cassilius gets above Malekith for me and above Ronan because those guys were out to destroy everything. Yeah. You know, Malekith wanted to cast the universe or the galaxy in darkness, and Ronan wanted to blow up planets and stuff like that. Like, Cassilius, he's doing, he's going to be destroying the world, but, well, not really. He's saving it by that in his mind he is saving everyone from time which is a which is a great line he is time is the enemy because time kills everything there's good there's evil there's everything in between time is forever 
existent. It's been around and it kills everything. You know, time yeah. is forever present. And that's, I thought it was a great line. That's yes. what puts him above me. Because he's not quite Baron Mordo, I think, in the sense of him knowing he's, he's the good guy in his own mind. Because Silly knew that he was doing bad things, but it was for a good reason. Mm. Whereas I think Mordo is going to be a little bit more twisted. I, I see where you're coming from. I just feel like we didn't get to spend enough time with him to really feel sympathetic to his mm. cause. Oh, I definitely. think with Mordo, we can definitely sympathize with what he, where he's at. Yeah. From emotional state, but with uh, Vivsilius or whatever, <laughs> Casilius, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. It, it never, it never sinks in. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I don't think for me, I don't think we spent enough time with him. Yeah, to um, yeah, for me to for me to latch on. Mm. Can we quickly before we finish up? I just wanted to chat about. Obviously, there was a bit of controversy with this film, with the um, appointment of Tilda Swinton playing mm. yes. the um, the ancient one. What did you guys think of her? She was cool, fine. I, didn't really have a yeah. problem with it. It's, I understand, and it's been a big thing in Hollywood lately with the whitewashing of, of a lot of films, especially the the Matt Damon film that came out just recently. Or is it? Oh, it's it about to come out the Great Wall. Yeah. yeah, you know. So there's been a lot of controversy. But I mean, that that is about, about a white guy in yeah. China, like, well, it's, like the Last Samurai type mm. deal. That's what yeah, I. Yeah, that's how it was. I take it. It's yeah. it's a yeah. white character. It's not like they've given, like they have with the ancient one. Is that traditionally it's a Tibetan man? Whereas they've given yeah. it to a right. white woman and made her Celtic. But Scott Derrickson, the director, he summed it up, and it could have just been a matter of convenience because he doesn't think about the ancient one being a guy or a woman. He thinks of it as being a title. Like Yeah, I was I was the same. And it's and they, they talk about obviously the the first ancient one was Agamato or whatever it was. Yeah. He made the eye of Agamato. And I feel like, you know, I I can see it on both sides. Um very much when we're talking about, you know, Star Trek and the making straight characters gay and all that sort of stuff, mm. I can kind of see it from both sides is, well, if you did cast an Asian actor as as the ancient one, well, it's just that another cliched old Asian man full of wisdom, yes, you know, yeah. in Tibet, all that sort of stuff. We've seen that. It's, you know, it's been done. So I like the fact that they've, you know, put a spin on it and, and put this woman in the role, mm. you know, bald... Last time we saw a bald-headed woman with magic powers was like, what, monkey magic? Like, you know. <laughs> magic powers, yeah. Yeah. No, you, you set this small criteria. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and given the, you know, spoiler alert for, you know, anyone who's not familiar with Doctor Strange at all, it's like, well, Doctor Strange does become Sorcerer Supreme, which mm. is what the title of the ancient one is. So it's like, well, how can you have an issue with someone like Tilda Swinton portraying the role when Doctor Strange sort of technically becomes the ancient. Yeah. It's like, oh, it was an Asian guy, but now it belongs to a white yeah, man like I, it should or I something. Think it, you know, yeah, like, I think it might yeah. just be because people are so used to having seen an Asian man portray the role, they feel like it has to be there. But yeah. it's like, well, he could have been the ancient one before Tilda Swinton's character. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm totally okay with yeah. that, with the way they explain that, you know, there's, there's been many ancient ones. And alternatively, like I know in that 2007 cartoon uh, of Doctor Strange, like you referred to, which was on Netflix, to so go check it out, like Maddie said. I've Now, I haven't seen it, but I have found out that they, for that film, they made Baron Mordo a black guy. He previously said, I guess, mm. that he was white. Yeah. Now, in the comics, he's white, right? So in all the source material since 1963, presumably he has been a white guy. Maybe the last couple of years have changed, but traditionally he's a white guy. In the film which is the only way 98% of the world is going to know this character. He's a black guy. Who blows up about that? No one, because he's a great actor. Find the yes, perfect actor it. for the role. Yeah. You know, if it, one guy that I've heard sum up these type of things, he sums up great by saying, if it doesn't change what makes the character the character, it doesn't matter. Johnny Storm being black in Fantastic Four did not ruin Fantastic not Four. It was just a poor cut I of a film. I feel like, yeah, if you, if you gender bend things, I think that can affect a storyline hmm. in terms of, you know, suddenly, you know, uh, what if, you know, suddenly Clark Kent was Carlene Kent? It's like, well, well no. Yeah. Mm. 
you know, we've yeah. got Supergirl for that. Don't yeah. make Superman a woman. Mm. Just write a good woman well, character. In saying know, that, like, I dug bat- the new Battlestar, you know, where Starbucks is a chick. And in the original, it was a dude. Yeah, that was a very different universe, though. Like, I feel like, you know, that mm. was slightly different Still. there. Maybe time but passing as well. To see, I've, I've only ever known that one, and I thought oh, she was never great. never watched the original, know. mate. <laughs> <laughs> this Come is on. a Star Trek <laughs> chat all over again, I guess. And also with Wong is that in the uh, in the comics, Wong is very much his his assistant. Like, Wong is like his... I think it actually described in 1963, because it was racially okay, his manservant. Wow. And so when they cast an Asian guy as Wong, everyone's like, oh, it be- I mean, you better not almost have an Asian guy as his character because you have an Asian guy playing... A- okay, his name's Wong, so it's not like he's going to be a <laughs> yeah, Eastern yeah. European male or anything, but they go, that's going to be racially wrong because you're going to have this Asian guy to a white man as his slave. And, and I've- they changed it up enough that he still helped him out. Yeah. But at the same time, he also told him what's what a couple he of times. Kind and kind of outranked him. Oh, he, was yeah. His, yeah. he was his master. He was the head librarian. He now, And like we said, because he's actually learning stuff a lot, um, he will become, like you said, the Sorcerer Supreme, and Wong will essentially be an assistant to him on some level, but they're probably always going to look at each other as equals. Or, you know, I assume Doctor Strange is going to have the respect for Wong to see him as yeah. an equal because he's been around for longer. I would be the same as Batman and Alfred, right? Even though yep. his, his occupation is his butler. Oh, it's see, definitely his... my mind went to, like, Jedi, where there's, like, you know, the Jedi Knight and the Jedi Master and all that sort of stuff, right. and, you know, maybe mm. just a couple of Jedi Masters on the same level, but obviously yeah. some Jedi are more prestigious than others. Mm. Yeah. No, but you're right. I, th- I think she, she was great and she, I mean, she looked, really she looked a great part. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't even, when I say there's a nice possible way, it wasn't like she was an obvious woman. Like she's a very interesting looking woman, tell to Swinton the best of times. And then she's got this shaved head, completely shaved yeah. and dressing like an ancient monk, male monk. You know, she had a, a very unique look about her that you didn't sit there and go, oh, that's a woman, it should be a man. That was the ancient one. She did such a great job yeah. and they did a great job writing a character, designing a character. that It, it shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, Unfortunately, like, it's a thing. I feel like Glenn Close being shoehorned into Guardians of the Galaxy as Nova Prime mm. was more of a, hey, look at this big name we've got. Yeah. More than having Tilda Swinton play mm. um, play the ancient one, I think it was. Yeah, she's was such great. an interesting actress. It's like that role is actually perfect for her. Like it made yeah. total sense. So Yeah, I bought it. Yeah. No, I was just going to say Rachel McAdams. Thank oh my you God! For yes, coming. yes, yes. Yep. Um, just great. Just great to see her in the in, in those, the mix in those in those <laughs> boxy scrubs, Mate, really I showing off her I could figure. Not and stop thinking about wouldn't she just be a great Lois Lane? God, that would have been good. Well, but, you know, and she was up for. I think she was originally um, at least thought. I don't know if she was offered it, but she was in the in the running to be Pepper Potts in the first Iron right. Man. She could have been in the MCU from the start. I like I like uh, what's the name? I, it's one of the few things I like Gwyneth Paltrow in. Yeah. Like yeah. I really like her in that, but anything else, I'm like, oh Gwyneth Paltrow. But I'm seeing this, I'm like, awesome, Pepper's here, cool. Yeah. Why isn't she in more of the films? Yeah. I don't know. So uh, no, she yeah, you're right. She's and we were crying out from you know Katie Holmes days in Batman Begins. Yeah, shouldn't this have been Rachel McAdams? You oh, know? Absolutely. <laughs> so she had so many chances. Although yeah. I, I did find it weird, this one little thing in, in the screening we were in is is the men seen in the in the in the cinema seem to react. Like the the more pornographic moan of pleasure mm. was when Stephen Strange opened up his watch drawer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like true. just the groans of just oh from the men in the cinema, yep. much more reacted much more to uh, Rachel McAdams. Well, yeah. like Brendan said, she was covered in scrubs the whole yeah. time. They had like blood and guts all over her. So <laughs> yeah. you know, give bring her back for the sequel. And as fans of the comic will know, she does go on to play a bit of a bigger role. I haven't oh, even looked good. into too much about that. Go and look her up. Her character is You'd a, is a yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that character's She's not a big the... name for 
Yeah, for just that, that role. That's what I thought. Yeah. I'm like, I thought the same with Benjamin Bratt. That's why I'm kind of glad they did bring him back for yeah. the, for that last scene, just because I was like, oh wow, is his career on the ropes? So why is he just playing this bit part? Or it's is, either that or a... or is his character something more yeah. later down the track? Yeah, well, he didn't die. We didn't see him die. No, just lost the ability to manipulate magic. And it seemed like Mordo wanted to kill him or at least take his power from him, but I. We didn't see him die, and even if we do see people die in this universe, they're still not really dead yeah. because they can yeah. come back. So anyone that we don't see die definitely didn't die. Seems like Mordo's more becoming like the Highlander, and he's just like taking power from people <laughs> to, to become the one. Please let him join up with Christopher I'm, Lambert. Um, That'd be so I'm cool. Really <laughs> interested in to see what they do with Doctor Strange in the next Avengers. Yeah, that's that's actually where I, I when I mm. left the first screening as well. I, was like, I don't know how he fits in, but I feel better yeah. about it after watching it the second time. Is Avengers before or after Ragnarok? After. Ra- it's Ragnarok into Avengers 3. Interesting, yeah. but in terms of the promotional stuff, it's saying, okay, well, Doctor Strange will return in the Avengers. They didn't say that. They just said he will return. No, no, in, not on oh. not the film, but in promotional, they're right. saying, you know, Benedict is going to oh, return yeah. for that. I guess maybe they're just keeping it under wraps then that, um, yeah, that well, he will return. Well, it looks like he'll, he'll be a part of Ragnarok. Yeah, surely they're not including that scene and then not having that in that film because mm. there were set photos taken here in Brisbane of Thor holding up... In that up, outfit. Yeah, in that outfit holding up a piece of paper saying 177A Bleecker That's Street. Right. Everyone said, oh my God, he's going to the Sanctum Sanctorum. Surely he's not going to go, hey, let's go see this guy and then cut to a scene where he goes, thank God we saw that bloke. He was a bit weird. <laughs> You'll have to re-edit you know, yeah. the whole Phase oh 3 and just put that scene I in. I cannot wait to so re-edit can... this entire universe, Phase <laughs> 3 and a half. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that is Get Into Movies, our full spoilers chat of Doctor Strange. We're giving it the thumbs up boys yeah don't see it go see it big screen and for me not wearing glasses 3d for you guys maybe give it a miss because it's trippy enough i don't think you need it's more expensive Mm. for no reason that's well that yeah yeah as most 3d films are but this is i think on the on the upper echelon of 3d films if you're going to do one 3d movie this year probably make it this you know don't i think if you've got any if you've got any friends that you know that are fans of harry potter that aren't aren't fans of the mcu i think this is a great entry point Mm. for them because um, it is definitely so. in the same way that um, Gardens of the Galaxy was a great entry point for fans of sci-fi that weren't so much in the MCU, which I feel like is a very small portion of people. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like this might have a bit of a broader, um, broader appeal. Definitely. Getintogeek.com has uh, all of our gear, whether it's our news, reviews, our podcasts you're after, you can find it on the website. Uh, socially, you can hit us up, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GetIntoGeek. Uh, you can drop us an email if you want to go into something a little bit more detailed, getintogeek at gmail.com, and all of our podcasts, uh, reviews, TV chats we're doing as well, all found uh, on iTunes and SoundCloud, simply again, at GetIntoGeek. We do have a side program going on, Get Into Geek, a little offshoot called Get Into Gate. Oh, yeah. While we're on to uh, Space and Other realms and all that sort of stuff we are talking stargate sg1 we're rediscovering that show one episode per week so go check it out if you're a stargate fan even if you're not we've got a member of the team who's not you can pick up where we are at the moment or go back we're only 10 weeks into the uh very long journey ahead of us but um <laughs> plenty going on with getting the geek and get into gate is one of those myself find me at mitch underscore lewis twitter and instagram Maddie. take a breath now mitch uh high pitch Maddie on instagram <laughs> Um, at the Brendan Gibson beautiful and uh, Reese is at on Instagram as well even though he's not here but uh, we'll make him pay for that next time shouldn't get a credit no you shouldn't you should yeah you're right okay I'll edit that out (laughs) just beep over I will beep and then I'll explain what the beep is yeah brilliant you'll find Reese at 
on Instagram. <laughs> all right, we'll be back. I don't know what the next movie chat will be, but uh, we've got uh, plenty of TV chats going, all the superhero shows. Walking Dead has just started up again this week, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. And, I do want to um, call you boys for a chat about uh, the Netflix universe, the um, Daredevil Luke Cage. That will, oh, God. Then we have a the giant day. messenger chat about that. Some so. odd thoughts on Luke Cage that I'm keen to expand Have on. you finished it now, Brennan? Yes. Both of you have finished Luke Cage. I've only two episodes, three episodes in. So when we do that, we'll have a, a full discussion about Luke Cage Sounds and all cute. things Very Netflix much. Marvel. So uh, get into geek.com for all of our gear. We'll see you next time. Bye. Get into geek.com.